Welcome to Talk Nation Radio, a half-hour discussion of politics as if the people mattered. I'm David Swanson. It is my great pleasure to welcome back to Talk Nation Radio Dave Lindorf. Dave Lindorf is an investigative reporter and one of the best of them. He writes for The Nation, for the London Review of Books, for Salon, for Tarbell.org. He is founder of the collectively run journalists news site, which I highly recommend, which is called This Can't Be Happening.net. Dave Lindorf, welcome to Talk Nation Radio. David, I'm honored. Thanks for having me on. Thanks for coming on. Had to invite you back on uh, after seeing this article you'd written for The Nation magazine called The Pentagon's Massive Accounting Fraud Exposed, uh, which sadly doesn't sound like news. It sounds like, you know, a story we've all seen 1,800 times. I, I mean, seriously, that's one's first impression, but it actually is bigger and more outrageous, uh, if that's possible, than, than past stories of this sort. Um, can, you, can you give us a, a, an outline of, of what's new here? Yeah, what, what I found out, I, I was asked to do this story by the investigations editor at The Nation, uh, Mark Hertzgard, who, Hertzgard, who uh, and said, you know, there's this $21 trillion in missing Pentagon money story that's floating around on the Internet. Uh, and what, what about finding out what that is? What's that about? And um, I, I had written once about how it wasn't being covered by the mainstream media for fear, but other than that, I hadn't looked at it. Um, and what I found out is that it's not secret money flowing to the Pentagon, which was what uh, was kind of people were suspecting, uh, and probably why the mainstream media was ignoring the story because that's just too weird to to imagine. We wouldn't have had a, a recession if that, real, was that kind of yeah. I mean, if that kind of money were flowing into uh, the Pentagon, we wouldn't have had a recession. Yeah, the real story is pretty darn weird too. I know, it is weird. So what I found out is that these are numbers that are made up by the Pentagon each year by the uh, the army of um, bookkeepers and accountants. They're mostly based in uh, Indianapolis, Indiana, at the Defense uh, Finance Accounting Service uh, that does most of the Pentagon's books. And they have terminology they use there <laughs> that I discovered called plugs and nippering that are how they um, make these numbers up uh, to to sort of make what the current year's budget uh, comes out as match the prior year's ending budget, like the starting budget of one and the, the ending one of the last one. And they call them plugs. And they can be uh, really enormous. And then the nippering is where they will, that's a tool, a nipper is a uh, a tool that snips metal. And so they nipper uh, budget uh, funds that weren't spent and, and move them into different classifications where they can't be found and instead of returning them to the Treasury as required by the Constitution <clears throat> and by congressional law. Uh, so there's this, there's this whole thing going on, and uh, and you would say, well, why are they doing this? And the the reason is, and, and let me give you an example first. The Army budget in 2015 was 122 billion dollars. 
in their uh, review of the Army budget that the uh, that the Defense Department's own internal um, monitor, the Office of Inspector General, uh, did that year. They they monitor various selected parts of the Pentagon budget each year and issue a report on it, in which they say that it's full of crap, basically with made up numbers. Um, that were they call it adju- unsupported adjustments is the term the OIG uses. They looked at this Army budget, and they found um, a a number for uh, accounts payable, which is money owed to contractors and, you know, outside agencies, of 900 and um, I think it was 917 or something billion dollars, right? So the Army has a $122 billion budget, but it has a $917 billion accounts payable <laughs> uh, total. And then they also listed a, and this is where people get suspicious, right? A 700 and I think $24 billion cash dispersal from the Treasury, no. which would be like totally illegal. Because that would be unappropriated funds that Congress hadn't authorized, uh, and both those numbers were the, the the OIG just you know blithely said these are unsupported adjustments, meaning that there were no uh, ledger uh, entries to support that money. So it the, was just so plug, the, the plugged army, in. The army gets a hundred billion dollars and then has seven hundred billion dollars. Why isn't that just a, a religious miracle? Yeah, well, it would be if it was real money, but it's 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 a plug. Both of those numbers are plugs, and uh, and that that's a a real classic example of what's going on. And then that year there was a total of six point five trillion dollars in plugs in the uh, in the two thousand fifteen budget, which was only about uh, five hundred and something billion dollars that year uh, in total from Congress. And, and, so, and so the reason for all of this is not to pretend they have money they don't have and get themselves less money. There, there's a there's a no, broad, it's the opposite. reason for this. Yeah. The, the, what I discovered is, and I was told this by a number of people who have been insiders and are now retired or, uh, or, or from the guy that oversees the uh, GAO's monitoring of the Pentagon budget, uh, and currently works there and talked to me on the record is that they they basically are making doing two things they're number one they're making the pentagon budget completely indecipherable which is why the pentagon audit that was finally mandated and funded at 900 million dollars was a complete failure the audit firms walked away from it and said we can't do it <laughs> so so um <clears throat> that's one effect of it. So nobody can really uh, monitor, you know, the press, the Congress. Nobody can monitor what kind of spending is going on at the Pentagon, uh, and probably even some of the leadership of the Pentagon can't know what's going on. Um, and then, so that's all all to the good from the Pentagon's point of view, as long as nobody calls them on it. And the second thing is that they're able to present. Uh, financial statements for the current year and the prior fiscal year, um, so in this case 2018 and 2017, that inflate the spending that they've actually done, so that when they come, when Congress looks at the prior years and the military says, or the uh, the Pentagon brass tells them, 
you know, this is what we spend and we need more, the Congress just dutifully says, oh, that makes sense, and they give them more. And, and <clears throat> So it's sort of counterintuitive, you know, by making it look like they spend more, they get to ask for more. But this is not just you speculating. You've got people involved in this in your article. Uh, on, on the record, yeah. On the record, saying essentially, uh, saying specifically, literally, that, that when the Pentagon presents a budget to the Congress, it simply makes up fictional numbers. Well, the guy, that, the best quote was from the guy, uh, Jack Armstrong, who was a, a retired um, uh, super, supervisory audit director for the Pentagon's Office of Inspector General, and he said uh, basically that the Pentagon is making up the numbers and they should just go to Congress and say, the, num- the, the documents we're giving you are just garbage. And that was the term he used. <laughs> so, and then, you know, what, David, for me, the, the, the takeaway of this is that if this were any other government agency and the same thing happened uh, and the books were garbage, it would be banner headlines in all the major dailies and it would be the lead story in uh, you know, most of the network news. And there would be but, actual action from the Congress that the agency would be shut down. Yeah, that's right. I mean, if they, if if it were, imagine if it were Health and Human Services or Education Department or uh, EPA or you know any of those agencies that uh, that you know it, the the conservatives and and neoliberals and everybody love to hate, they, they would um, they would strike out at it with you know. Uh, hearings and uh, you know press conferences expressing outrage speeches on the floor you know it would be all over the place but here we have the Pentagon just failed just failed its first ever full audit and you know we had Undersecretary Shanahan come out at a press conference and say we failed but we should get credit for having you know even attempted to do this. And I wrote, you know, in my piece, well, yeah, except for the fact that, and nobody in the press wrote this, except for the fact that you've been deliberately stonewalling for 26 years in order to do just this. So, so why should they get credit at all? But but well, the, the point is that, that if, if you have the largest line item uh, budget uh, entity in the government fail completely fail an audit so badly that they couldn't just do the audit and include a, a comment letter, but they couldn't even do the audit. Um, then that should be there should be moonshot headlines uh, on the New York Times: Pentagon fails first audit. Right? It isn't even a page one story. It's incredible. So, so just to back up for one second and try to get something clear, Dave Lindorf, th- this figure of twenty-one trillion dollars is that? What is that? Is that an estimate of the amount of money that nobody can figure out what the Pentagon? It, it's not an estimate. It's actual numbers. That there's a professor, Mark Skidmore, did this uh, yeoman's job with two of his doctoral students at the at uh, Michigan State University. He's a public accounting professor who got onto this story, uh, and he sicked the, his students, and he and they went onto the OIG's website where they looked at all the reports back to, I think, 
he said it was, they went back as far as 1998 and looked at the reports, which are actually online, uh, of the various units of the Pentagon budget that were, uh, that were reviewed by the OIG. And they tallied up all of the uh, enormous plugs that they found in those budgets that were highlighted by the OIG each time. And so actually, there are probably lots more plugs because uh, the Pentagon is not totally reviewed by the OIG in any year. It only, like one year they'll do the Marines, one year they'll do the Navy, one year they'll do the Army, one year they'll do the Air Force. And uh, and so um, you're not getting the full picture. Okay, it but, could this be is, but this is made up numbers. Bigger. This is a figure ca- calculating the total of made-up numbers. What if we tried to guesstimate or know specifically how much money the Pentagon has stashed away that it can have been doing or could be doing? God knows what it wants with off the record, off the books, secret piles of money. How much money is that? Well, that was a hard one for me to get because nobody really knows. I mean, that's part of the advantage of hiding money is that you can't find it. But, uh, but I'll, I'll tell you what I was told. Uh, several people speculated that it's at least $100 billion of uh, a slush fund that gets built up through the snippering process of, of moving unspent funds because they're not spending all the money each year that they say they are. And if that's true, they're moving some of it that should have been returned to the Treasury into, they're tucking it away into other places. And and the way they do that is, uh, the biggest way they do that, I'm told, is to uh, illegally convert what they call one-year money, money that's appropriated and expected to be spent within the year, the budget year. Uh, and should, if it's not spent, be returned to the Treasury, they convert it into what's called five-year money, which is program money for things like weapons systems uh, or construction projects and things like that. And uh, and five-year money doesn't have to be returned for the length of the five-year project. And then they can keep nippering that away to other you know, projects along the way. And as one guy who had spent years as an accountant at the Pentagon said, you can nipper things four, five, six times until the money's completely lost and untraceable. So, so and that's this, what they do. I think a lot of people have heard and have some awareness that the Pentagon in recent years has had this separate outside of its budget uh, fund of extra money for wars or what President Obama oh, called that's overseas that, contingency operations. Yeah, right? that's just and, to keep it off so, of the budget number to make the budget look smaller. Right. So to try to finish that question, so so th- that some people are aware of that there's tens of billions, hundred billion dollars uh, a year put into that slush fund that 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 gets moved into uh, who knows what spending. But this is separate from that. This is just within the the, the regular uh, so-called non-war Pentagon budget. Uh, there's this creation of of a slush fund through lies about what any money is going to. Yeah, and there's a there's a precedent for this. Uh, I was talking with Chuck Spinney, who was famous for having exposed, uh, you know, on the record whistleblower who was famous for exposing Pentagon fraud and waste during the '80s, and actually, you know, the times being different back then, he was actually made man of Times Man of the Year for his efforts 
you know, imagine that today. Um, and uh, so he, what he told me was that um, back in his day, in the 80s, they, they, he and some of his other whistleblowers, Ernie Fitzgerald and others, uh, found um, that the Pentagon was doing something sort of similar. They were overestimating, grossly overestimating the inflation factor to add to their budget requests. Uh, and you, you may recall, uh, you're probably old enough to recall the, the, the hyperinflation in the early Reagan years. Sure. And that's when they started doing it. So they would put in, instead of putting in, you know, 12 or 15 percent inflation adjustment, which was what was happening at the time, they did a 30 percent inflation adjustment. And for a, a number of years, they were allowed to get away with that. And then, you know, of course, it wouldn't come in at that amount. And so they would have a lot of money left over for, you know, things like weapons development and stuff like that, uh, that they, because of these inflation adjustments in all their budget categories. And that money, which should have been returned to the Treasury uh, as unspent, was shifted into something that uh, I think originally it was called the M Fund, and then it changed into something called the Merged Surplus Account. Yeah. Uh, I guess it was an M Account and then a Merged Surplus Account. And nobody really knew what that was. You know, the eyes just glazed over and went past it. But it actually came to reach uh, something like $50 billion, which in today's money is $100 billion. So that's a lot of money. And they and, and Spinney said that uh, he and uh, Fitzgerald and, and some other experts uh, were pretty sure that, that a lot of that went towards the Iran-Contra program. Yeah. So, so who so knows you, in what other words, going stuff to is now. available now for black uh, projects that are e- even sometimes outside of the purview of the senior leadership of the Pentagon, I think. Right. So there's no need to go sell guns secretly to Iran or some other place, more, more yeah, likely to sell Iran's drugs neighbors. Into Los Angeles. <laughs> right. Or to sell cocaine on the streets. There, there's no need. They might, it might be done anyway, but there's no need because there's this slush fund created by budget. Um, it, it, it's uh, it, it, by the way, you know. There's a um, the, the, just to give you an indication that the, that it, this may be like really uh, nefarious and outside of uh, control, uh, and where where even you know Mattis may not know about it is that uh, back in 2001 on September 10th, uh, which p- people may notice the date there. Uh, in 2001, uh, there was a press conference held by Don Rumsfeld, who was the micromanaging Secretary of Defense under Bush and Cheney. He held a press conference and said that, you know, my people have found, uh, my office has found that there's $2.3 trillion of untraceable uh, financial transactions in the Pentagon. And he said this is, he he, he darkly intoned that, you know, the enemy is not Russia or China, it's the Pentagon bureaucracy, and he called it a life-and-death matter to find out where that money is, right? Was that in and, one year or decade, or who knows? Uh, he wasn't clear. 
it, it appears that it was in one year what he was talking about when you go back and look. So this but, is so um, this. I'm sorry to interrupt, but this is another question I have. <clears throat> How do you take uh, an agency that gets several hundred billion dollars? A year and refer to it as they do in a quote in your article as a two point seven trillion dollar organization and uh, according to Donald Rumsfeld, refer to uh, you know over two trillion dollars uh, unaccounted for in its budget in one year. This is this is remarkable, isn't it? Yeah. Well, people should be asking questions about that, and and they never do. Uh, even today, I mean, I, I mean, uh, even Grassley, who knows about this stuff has been railing at the Pentagon and raking them over the coals in hearings, budget hearings, for not complying with the Pentagon's re- congressional requirement to have an auditable budget, uh, but he's not railing about the plugs. And I, I think that the only thing I can come up with is that it's such a wacky set of numbers that people in the mainstream media and people in Congress are afraid they'll be labeled you know, tinfoil hat conspiracy theorists if they talk about it. And and it certainly is true that, you know, the the articles I was reading in the alternative media about this $21 trillion, and even Mark Skidmore himself, have not helped things by trying to say that it may be secret money flowing to the Pentagon, because that's just inconceivable. It wouldn't be possible without having observable impacts of that kind of spending. The other thing is that uh, that it's on both sides of the ledger, so it kind of cancels itself out. It's not all money coming in; it's money coming in and money going out, like that nine hundred billion and seven hundred billion that sort of nets out to close to the hundred twenty-two <laughs> uh, billion budget. But, but you know, I've I've met quite a few <laughs> Congress members and Congressional Committee staff and and former Congressional Committee staff, uh, and I may find uh, many of them engaged in immoral behavior that I could never justify, but I find some of them to be fairly intelligent. And if if a couple of grad students can notice that $100 billion has turned into $700 billion, is it really conceivable that Congress doesn't know that the budgets it's being presented with are, are fabricated, are, are fiction? Well, let me give you an example of how this works. I wanted to have Bernie Sanders comment on our, on our article, which basically was written, and you know, most of the pieces were in it by early September. And so, um, you know, the nation said, you know, my, my editor is an excellent editor, Mark Hertzgard. Uh, I had a great time working with him. He said, well, look, the nation's got good connections with Sanders, you know, and we got John Nichols, who's like really close to Sanders, and you know, we'll we'll get you Sanders. He's very confident. We'll get you Sanders. Never got him. He never would re- respond to inquiries, even though apparently I'm told that John Nichols, you know, requested specifically <laughs> that uh, he talk with me. And uh, yeah, and you know, you know, I was saying nice things about Bernie during this primary, um, and uh, so no, he didn't want to get into this. Uh, I also discovered late in the game that Beto O'Rourke was on the House Armed Services Committee during his first term. This, he's still on it. So I called his office in Washington a week before the article came out, and uh, when his campaign was over, 
and also uh, his main office in Texas. And I left messages. I didn't. I couldn't get through. I left messages saying that I was doing this story, and wanted to get his comment on it. No callback. Not even from the press person. So, you know, people are dodging this story and not doing their jobs. As as you know, uh, we both signed uh, an open letter last week to mm-hmm. Senator Bernie Sanders that people can go and read and sign at worldbeyondwar.org slash Bernie, and uh, asking him to mention the military once in a while, uh, yeah, to, not, right. to not write books and give speeches and come up with 10-point plans that ignore the existence of 96% totally. of humanity. So, uh, and, and this, if you've seen the, the, the current draft of the, the Green New Deal coming out of, uh, of Congresswoman Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez and others, uh, you know, it doesn't mention the top damager of the natural environment because it is the military uh, so this mm-hmm. is a this is a problem across the board but let's let's we have just a few minutes left let's fantasize what if it weren't what if it were possible to deal with a budget with an agency that doesn't do audits uh, as if it were any other agency. Uh, I mean, it seems that there's been lying to Congress, there's been fraud, there's been abuse of power. I mean, ought there not to be subpoenas, prosecutions, and impeachments? Absolutely. I mean, this is this is so much bigger than Enron. It's like Enron on steroids, and you know those guys went to jail. Um, nobody's been fired for putting plugs into the Pentagon budget that I can find. It's just, uh, they, they don't even get a slap on the wrist. It's just called out by the OIG. And then, you know, a lot of, a lot of inspector generals, you know, they have the authority to, or, to request a prosecution. And they've done it in many agencies over the years. Um, most of the inspector generals are pretty good. Uh, the response of this uh, in Office of Inspector General, which is still headed by an acting director, by the way, under Trump, uh, Glenn Fine, um, they, their response to Skidmore's research was to shut down the website. Uh, for, and for, for a while, you couldn't see any of their reports. They've put it back up. But now, when I looked at their latest review, which was the 2017 Navy budget, it's all blacked out. And that's a first. It was all censored. Uh, I have a FOIA request in to have it uncensored, but it's going nowhere. Uh, the I had a background interview with the Undersecretary of Defense for uh, Finance, uh, his his deputy, and it was all on background. But I mentioned to the guy that uh, this document at the OIG's office was blacked out for the first time and he said oh we'll look into that and get that corrected but no yeah. <laughs> it's corrected what so what you in your article dave uh Lindorf, you mention article one section nine <coughs> of the constitution i mean we've got just a minute left but very briefly what's what's the violation there it states very clearly that every agency in the government has to uh, have a, a, a report annually on their budget uh, to, filed uh, with the Congress, and uh, that all money has to be uh, appropriated by Congress for the use that it's used for. So those two things are both being violated by the, the uh, you know, in spades by the Pentagon.
It is indeed. Uh, it's, it's an incredible story. I highly recommend that people pick up The Nation magazine or go to thenation.com and, and look for this. It's, it's not in the current issue of The Nation magazine. It's in the next one coming out uh, first week of December, but it is online. On, online at thenation.com. It's called Exclusive, The Pentagon's Massive Accounting Fraud Exposed by Dave Lindorf. Uh, and we have been speaking with Dave Lindorf, uh, investigative reporter who writes for The Nation, the London Review of Books, Salon, Tarbell.org, and the website he is the founder of, thiscantbehappening.net. Dave Lindorf, thank you very, very much for coming on Talk Nation Radio. Thank you for having me, David. This is Talk Nation Radio. I'm David Swanson. Take action at rootsaction.org. Help end war at worldbeyondwar.org. All past shows can be heard at David Swanson. Talk Nation Radio is produced in Charlottesville, Virginia, and syndicated by Pacifica Network. If you are listening to a nonprofit station, please support that station. Talk Nation Radio is funded by contributors at davidswanson.org. There is no way to peace. Peace is the way. Until next time.